Hi everyone, Terry Welbrock here. Just wanted to take a minute before today's episode, which I just edited in, so I just feel very relaxed and calm. Such a beautiful conversation on the benefits of using our senses to bring calming and healing to our lives as well as uh, the practice of yoga and uh, so the guest that is coming up um, just one of those souls that I think I told her not on air not in this episode but either before we met I think after our conversation after I stopped recording sometimes you're just drawn to people and their energy and I find that more and more in my life uh, just being drawn to gentle, kind, loving energy. And uh, this guest certainly emits that. So I'm very drawn to it and appreciate being blessed with that coming across my path more and more and more. And, uh, you know, I've always been a fan of uh, the energy you put out in the world is the energy that comes back to you. So I keep thinking, well, maybe I'm starting to emit more of that gentle, calming, kind energy. Uh, probably living on Hilton Head Island in paradise has been helpful because I do a lot of nature walks and meditations and just focusing on being in a state of relaxation and a state of um, calm. So, even in the midst of all my crazy chaos with this mycotoxin poisoning, which I'm still recovering from, uh, but I guess that's my message all along in everything that I do, is that even in the midst of the storm, you can still have peace. And I just did a special podcast that I'm going to be putting out uh, in the next few weeks, special episode with a previous guest. And we did a live on air session, uh, art healing session with me. And there were lots of tears. I cry, cry, cry through this, throughout this upcoming episode. But so healing. And now that I think about it, yes, we talk about uh, the calm within the storm from this art creation that she made while we we're doing the interview, uh, which wasn't even really an interview. It was more of just a conversation, a healing session. Um, so that's coming up and very excited for everyone to tune into that one. So, all right. Well, here is today's wonderful, calming episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock, and I'm always like smiling ahead of time when, when I'm doing these introductions because I have these great pre-recorded conversations with uh, my wonderful guests. And again, I have another beautiful soul here to join us today, uh, Katie Rose Holzapple. She is founder of Her Temple and somatic yoga therapist and more. So welcome, Katie. Thank you, Terry. I'm really grateful and happy to be here with you. Absolutely. My little sister's name is Katie. So that holds a special place oh. in my heart. So <laughs> my aunt's name is Terry. Oh, oh that's so awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So talk to us a little bit about her temple and your role with that and, and why you founded it. 
Yeah. So her temple was created really to help women who have survived trauma, especially sexual and relational trauma to recover and heal. But also a big intention when I was creating the space was from my own journey and experience recovering from sexual trauma, I felt in my process, there were a lot of resources for crisis management, for um, more of like the the victim side of things. But when I was ready to move into kind of the next stage, I felt kind of it's like, where's where was the support here for me to go deeper beyond just like becoming okay again to really reclaiming my power and my body and my sovereignty and all of these juicy, delicious things about being alive and being a woman. And so that's a big intention of the Her, Her Temple spaces to really support women back into their power. Yes. And what a gift you're giving them because for well, one, a gift just well, giving yourself by doing the healing work and giving yourself all of those things back again but then to just pay it forward and to offer it to, to other women, because I know myself as a sexual abuse survivor, uh, oh, wow, did I fumble around trying to find resources and trying to figure out how to heal from it all. Um, so I just, again, what a, what a great opportunity for women who are seeking. Um, yeah, that's just that, there's just a calmness that comes in a, in a, oh, I'm so losing the words that I'm trying to say. Just, a, um, I don't know. A, I don't want to say healing. Like that's not, there's so much more to it than just healing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of look at that quality of healing as having two different energies to it. There's the <laughs> energy that's like more of the purge. And that, that doesn't have to be as intense as it sounds, but it's kind of the energy I get at like cleansing, clearing. Sometimes we get really stuck in that area, especially as sexual trauma survivors, because you can feel so like dirty and um, tainted and violated. And you just really want to like cleanse that energy out of your system. That was a big experience for me, at least. And then the other energy is the reclamation and bringing back in and like, those two paired together is like releasing what's what what was never really you what was never yours but you might have taken it on because of how the nervous system and the energy field operates after a trauma and then after that clearing and maybe even kind of pendulating back and forth throughout your healing process it's also about what am I reclaiming? What am I bringing back in? How is my, I, I use the word soul a lot, but you can choose whatever word really resonates for you. But how am I like really coming back home to myself, home into my body, to my power, my grace, my sovereignty, my trust, like all of these beautiful aspects that are connected to our, our human nature that we can get kind of blocked or cut off from when there's a lot of that like calcified gunk that trauma creates in our system. So um, yeah, I love, I love thinking about it in those, in terms of those two energies. Yes. And I, no one has really painted it that way before. And I love the idea of that. It's almost like as you purge it out, as you get rid of that dark, heavy energy that comes with the trauma, it's, 
So you then have the space, right? That's inside of you and to fill it back up with all that positive and all that goodness that you're so worthy of. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. That's yeah. What a great visual. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I love that too. And I find it's really helpful when, especially when you're doing more like clearing practices or trauma release practices, because from like an energy field or energy body perspective, when you've cleared something out, it's really important to be intentional of like, okay, what am I filling that space up with again? So it doesn't just, you know, that energy doesn't just come back or you don't take on something new, especially if you're empathic or a sensitive person, it's even more likely that when you're doing a lot of clearing, it's like, let's rebuild the reservoir. Let's like increase resilience, increase one, a word from Ayurveda I love is ojas. And that means like your inner vitality and immunity and juiciness inside that helps you withstand hard experiences with more vitality and more resilience. And that's a part of what we get to bring back in during trauma clearing. Yes. Wow. Yeah, you saw me raise my hand because again, you're speaking to me and I'm just like, oh yeah, <laughs> that sounds amazing. And yes, that's brilliant <laughs> and beautiful. Oh my God. So now do you do, do you do online courses? Do you do coaching? Do you, do you do webinars? Like how do you connect with folks to help them? Is it one-on-one? My main focus right now is, has been working with training other practitioners to continue to do this work of somatic yoga therapy. I do do one-on-one work and retreats and some online stuff, but that's definitely where most of my heart and energy has been at lately is in our trauma alchemy training, which is again, training, um, training people to learn how to do the practice, which I also find for me, this is kind of how I work. And I think a lot of, um, a lot of people are similar. It's like, there's something really empowering about learning a healing process, like learning how to guide someone else through a healing process for my own journey and my own experience. And so it's kind of that, like, again, two different energies. One is like, let's really be with and heal our own nervous systems and our bodies. And also let's learn how to give back and how to be of service and how to be a a presence, like a healing presence that really does ripple out and change your community, your world. Yes, absolutely. And there's times that I felt selfish in my helping others along their healing journey, because I learned so much in the, in the practice. I I understand what you're saying. Like even volunteering with Sammy, our therapy dog, I, I would walk away feeling a little more healed, a little more connected to my own soul and heart because of just watching this dog do her healing magic with, uh, with kiddos. So yeah, I totally get it. That's wonderful. Now, do you work with, do you work with practitioners who are already yoga, um, like yoga practitioners? And then this is just like an added, uh, benefit that they can then offer their clients. Yeah, I do. I work with quite a lot of yoga teachers because that's the world that I'm, I've been immersed in for so long. I, I haven't led any really recently, but have been leading yoga teacher training. So I have a network of just knowing a lot of yoga teachers, but we also have massage therapists and therapists and um, other healing arts practitioners who want to learn the modality and weave it into what they're already doing. Wonderful. So can you 
like explain a little bit about the modality and and is it like a hands-on thing you know I always try to like I'm like okay I, I know I've done yoga but then this like this is like more energy kind of healing stuff is it reiki-ish is it like what what is it yeah yes <laughs> so yeah let's let's dive into that and it really like the foundation of it is in somatics which means that we're getting really intimate with the information that's accessed through the body and the language of the body, which is sensation. Um, So that's definitely the foundation is really connecting with sensations inside the body and also with your sense gates. So smell, taste, touch, these things that have been studied and proven to be really helpful for the nervous system in recovering and healing from trauma and integrating trauma. But what, but as I got deeper and deeper into somatic work, what I was finding, which I found, I found, and I still find so fascinating is that, um, my clients were intuitively doing like these ancient yoga pranayamas or finding a mudra, like a hand gesture that was just, it was like, so connected with the energy of the healing that was taking place or a different, or like a posture of their body that, um, is from the yoga lineage and from the yoga practice. And so really a big foundation of somatic yoga therapy is connected with this word sahaja in yoga, which means intuitive or spontaneous flow toward the light or flow toward healing. That is really where all of the yoga postures come from, from, I mean, that's from like a specific myth or story is that Shiva or more of like the masculine presence, more of the like solar presence created the yoga postures by watching Shakti, the feminine presence dance by the river and just let her body take different forms that were intuitively really flowing through her. And so somatic yoga therapy is about reaccessing and turning back on Sahaja, which is the inner intelligence that knows what needs to happen for both release and for reclamation, for letting go, for clearing, and also for calling back in and coming home to yourself and um, spiritual growth and evolution. And it's all guided in the foundation of, of your body's wisdom. That's where it starts. Wow. Yeah. So is it, so do people, as they're practicing this, like you said, it's not so regimented is, is it's more of a flow of allowing them to, again, hold poses that, so like, like not everybody has to be in downward dog and um, at all times. Yeah. So, well, what's interesting is that I'll do one-on-one sessions. We won't even necessarily do any postures at all. Like any postures in the way that you might traditionally think about them or name them. Um, sometimes if, and it's different for every single person. I've never had a session that's exactly the same as another because everyone is so deeply unique, but for some people it's more movement oriented. There is more of a quality of movement of postures of even, you know, more like somatic experiencing esque releases, like pushing into something or kicking or finding those like running motions to help discharge, um, that stuck survival response from the body. And for other people, it's really internal and they lay there the whole time with an eye pillow on and they're on like an inner journey. And some people are very, very visual and the process comes to them more in images. And 
my role really is just to guide what comes up for them. And it's a really in the moment process. I never know what's going to happen and no session is ever the same. It's cool. It's cool. It's really, I find it so fascinating how every single person needs something a little bit different and how the body just guides us right to whatever that is. Oh, for sure. And that's why I'm sitting here with this big smile on my face because I'm so mesmerized (laughs) by. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, it's just dependent on each and every person. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. So what do you utilize for your own uh, resources and how, how did you find your way into yoga as a healing uh, practice? Yeah, my dad is a yogi and meditator. So it's kind of infused into my life since I was little. And as I approached more of my teenage years, I started needing it more. I was having my own mental health imbalances and and issues lots of anxiety depression and what i recognize now is just residual trauma response from unresolved childhood experiences and i remember reconnecting with yoga and having this experience of really feeling in in my body and in my relaxation response for the first time in like since i could really remember and it was, it felt like a really magical moment when I was like, whoa, there's something here that feels, it feels really good. Like this feels great. This feels better than I felt in a long time. And it, I want to follow that. Like, I'm just so curious to keep following this. So I did my yoga teacher training. And those of you who have done a yoga teacher training before know that that's just this whole portal into such depth. And it's, a really life-changing experience. I highly recommend it if anyone's been considering that. Um, really transformational experience that I didn't really expect to come out on the other side wanting to teach as a career, but by the end of that process, I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is the thing that I'm doing. And I've just continued to follow that intuition and that wisdom that um, resonance has really guided me around my passion my it's called dharma and yoga like what you're on this planet here to do and um it's just gradually unfolded into more and more depth into yoga therapy into somatics into energy healing and into this creation of her temple and you know i find i think i'm a person who came onto this planet to do some really deep healing work for myself, for my lineage, for my community. And there's just a really strong coupling between my healing work and what I offer to other people. It feels almost like I can't really separate it that like that much. Like I'm just like, I'm here to help other, like guide others through these darkness of the soul that I've, I've experienced and I've been through. I, I absolutely love it. And I, I, I call it my soul work. And uh, so yes, Dharma. And once you find it, it's so true. Like once you find your way to it, 
it does. It just starts to take on a life of its own and blossom and other things start to come, come along that you're like, Oh, that belongs here too. Oh yes. And that, and, and then suddenly you've, you know, got this beautiful blossoming flower of uh, healing work that, yeah, I just felt compelled like you that um, it wasn't even an option to share it with others. Like I never questioned it. It was just like, Oh, okay. The next step is, now <laughs> we mm-hmm. we share it with others and yes help them find it so beautiful and isn't it that beautiful how we can just really allow that we're organic intelligence and trust that like like there's just a knowing and when we allow for that we step into more alignment in our life and yeah. you know i find there are times when i fight that more when i resist it when i question it but when I really access just that state of like, this feels right, this is a knowing of mine, everything comes into more alignment. Oh. And that's a really powerful space to be in. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. When I fought it before, and then I'm like stumbling around running into walls. And then when I just allow it, it's like, oh, yes, that's right. That's right. And then things again, just start to flow in and people cross my path or or opportunities and yeah, to shine the light and uh, beautiful. So wonderful. Well, was there anything else that you wanted to address before we close out for today? Yeah. um, Just to give the listeners a little maybe taste or practice that they can apply to really start this journey more into the the wisdom and the intuition of the body and um maybe not necessarily a practice but a, a new way to relate to the present moment and one of the most powerful applications that I've I've found that I really return to over and over and over and over and over and over again that really helps us get out of the like trap of the mind that um, can put quite like a halt to our healing process is to return to our senses and nourish the sensory nervous system by um, becoming more mindful or more present to pleasant or neutral or easeful sensory information that just naturally is able to come to you and through you. And so each and every person's going to approach this a little bit differently. We all have different strengths in our sense states. Like some of us might be more eye oriented, others ears, others around touch, others taste and smell. And so you can really experiment and see and feel what works best for you. Um, But one way to just really start creating more of that like bandwidth resilience for your nervous system to do deeper trauma alchemy work is by finding little micro practices that you can weave in throughout your day of just like, I'm just going to feel my hand stroke my arm. If that feels pleasurable to me, I'll do that. Or I'm just going to take a moment and take a smell of my essential oil. And the important piece here is not the action. It's the receptivity that you can start to access through that 
action, like that receptivity of I'm going to nourish my system right now, which can often feel um, the nervous system, which can often feel overwhelmed or spread thin or sensory overloaded. I'm just going to take a moment and pause and give it some some soul food. <laughs> like I'm going to really take a moment when I take that sip of water and feel the coolness of the water in my mouth and over my taste buds. And I'm going to take a moment when I get, get into my car just to give my body a little bit of a squeeze and hold and really finding a presence with those moments is going to over time really support the nervous system might not be super obvious right away, but as you come back to it over and over and over again, there's really deep sustained change. And that's one of, especially when I'm in more of a triggered space, that's one of the things I just like remind myself, like, let's just come back to your senses. They're so, so powerful and um, really a great way to ground the nervous system. And so just leave that as a little offering for anyone listening who wants to give it a try to play with some of those sensual or sensory practices. I love it so much. Like I just can't even, uh, because I live mindfulness. I talk about it often on the show, but as we sat down, I reached over and one of my little like crystals, I love this one out. Like I'll take it if I'm flying, cause I'm not a huge fan of flying, but I do it. And, uh, and just to hold it and touch it and be with it and notice how it changes from cool to warm as it continues to sit in my hand. And then having Max on my lap right now, for those who are watching video, there's Maxie. I was just as bright as you started to talk, I was just, just touching his fur and mm-hmm. listening to your words, but at the same time, just just allowing like that that um, motion of just you know touching him and petting him, and um, it's become such so much a part of my being that I don't even think about it until you started talking about it, and then I was smiling to myself because I was like, oh, I'm totally doing it. <laughs> <laughs> because, and I love that. Yeah, when I mean, mindfulness is a practice, right? So yeah, yeah. I love that when you describe touching Max, like even your voice slowed down and got like had this like honey tone to it. Like, oh yeah. (laughs) So nice to have those moments. Yeah. Really helpful to get us out of like our overthinking habits. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's why I say, I mean, just practicing those mindful moments. Um through the senses, which I love that you pointed that out, it really does, um, it, it, again, it becomes so habitual that when you do have those moments of anxiety, like you can just almost naturally turn to it become it, because it's just become such a nature for you to be like, you know what, I think my body just really needs that hug getting into the car, or I really just need that, um, that, my lavender essential oil and I'll just put a little drop on something and that way I can just kind of let it embrace me. Right. Yeah. I think it gives us permission to come back to being human instead of being machines or being, you know, productive human robots that sometimes it almost feels like we're expected to dehumanize ourselves to live in this, in the modern world that we're in. And those little moments just, for me, give me permission to really soften and be human. And that I think is one of 
the core aspects of why we choose to incarnate and be born is so that we can live and experience this world through our senses and um, connect with life around us through those portals. And so, yeah, those little moments can be really relieving, can create a lot of bandwidth, resilience, increase the threshold for healing, and also just be very pleasurable. And sometimes when you're in a traumatized state, it's really hard to access that. <laughs> it's really hard to slow down and be like, oh, this feels good. Cause it's almost like everything coming through your senses feels bad or triggering or off or wrong. So it's really a journey of exploring, like, is there something you can find that maybe feels neutral or even beyond that? Is there something that could bring you a little bit of relief, a little ease, a little pleasure, something simple through your senses that can give your system that like <sighs> moment to exhale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even if it's, again, just noticing. I'll say all the time, we living in South Carolina, we have these little lizards. We only moved here two years ago. We didn't have lizards in Ohio. And so every time I'm outside watering the flowers and I see a little one of those little guys staring at me, I'm always like, hi, buddy. And so, I mean, it's just one of those, again, it's just a moment of um, pleasure. But, you know, it, it is. It's using the senses of sight and just being aware and um giving yourself that gift so yeah mm-hmm. wonderful yeah. so how do people connect with you where do they find you so you you can go to my website hertemplehealing.com we've got a free vagus nerve series on there right now so if you're wanting some more practices to integrate you can go over there and sign up for that also on Instagram, which is just at healing. And if you're interested in the training, that's also on the website and you're welcome to apply. Not sure when this podcast will be going live, but as of right now, applications are open. Awesome. Yay. Wonderful. Well, again, I, I'm so very grateful to you for the healing work you offer to uh, the world. And um, yeah, thanks for joining me here today and, and shining your light. Thank you, Terry. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the academy.terrywellbrock.com for the courses. But if you go to my website, terrywellbrock.com, You can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows um, and just a great space for, uh, again, healing and hope. Thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye.